You know, this vision, the vision of Freedom Ministries, y'all stay right where you are, okay? Because we ain't through. The vision of Freedom Ministries is to learn how to live in 100% victory, 100% of the time, over 100% of the enemy. That means anything that is coming against me, anything, whether it's an addiction, whether it's poverty, whether it's sickness, whether it's my kids or my spouse going crazy, whatever the circumstance is, God has told us here in this house that we can live in 100% victory over it. 100% victory over it. The only way to do that is what you're doing right now. Get a hold of God. Get a hold of God. And it don't care. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what I sound like. I don't care what other people are thinking. I don't care about any of that stuff. I need you, God. I need you, God. I need you, God. I gotta have you, God. You gotta come into my circumstances. I gotta have you. I got to have a word. I got to have you speak a word to me, God. I can't just take John 3.16 and say that applies to me and put it on my life. I can't just do that. I've got to hear you. David, when those men came and captured his wife and all of them, his men's wives, when they came and captured them and they'd been fighting all who knows how long and they come home and, and somebody had done ransacked their home and took their wives and their children. Jesus, my God, what would you normally do? Go get them. That's the thing to do. We got to go get them. No. What did David do? He broke religious law. And he took that ephod on himself. He said, priest, I'm not looking to you to go hear God for me. I'm not asking you to hear God and tell me what to do. He said, give me that ephod. I have got to go into the holy of holies. I have got to press through. I have got to press in and get a hold of God for myself because I don't know what I should do right now. I know what looks right. I know what man says. I know that man says keep pushing it, keep doing this, keep going here, keep working here, keep doing. I know what man says. And I know what looks right in man's eyes. But I got to hear you, God. And so he said, what do I do, God? What do I do? Do I go after him? Do I go after the love of my life? Do I go after those men's children? What do I do, God? And God said, go get them. And then he said, am I going to win? I ain't going without you. So he, then he got up. He got up and he went. And see, sometimes I think that's where we kind of fall short. Because we'll cry, God, what do I, need? I need help, God. I need help, God. What do I do, God? What do, what do you want me to do, God? And we either get up before we hear God. And I'm just preaching to myself. 
I get up before I hear him sometimes. And then sometimes when I hear him, it's not really what I want to do. It's not really where I want to go. I'm thinking, oh, Jesus, that don't even make no sense. He says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. What I tell you probably ain't going to make sense to man. But it makes sense to God. And who cares if it makes sense or not? If I obey God, he's going to turn that thing around in my favor anyway. Hallelujah. 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 So that's what I have to do is press in, press through, stay for a little while. Like the song said, stay for a little while. Worship him. Tell him how glorious and how beautiful he is. And God, I need help. And then when you hear his voice, whether he speaks to you in that still, small voice, or whether someone says, God said, and and they give you that word, we have to obey that word. That's the only way we come out. The only way we will ever come out of anything is by hearing his word and obeying him. That's the only way. There is no other way out. No other way out. Amen. There's no other way. Whenever he speaks to us, it's wonderful because God, the creator of heaven and earth, he spoke to me. He spoke to me. Hallelujah. But now I have to obey him. I have to get up and do whatever it was he said. Whenever I do whatever he says, then he, it's on him then. It's on him. Pastor Angie said a word one time, and it went in me. She said, if I make my own way, I make my own way. And that is the truth, y'all. We, get, we come to God and we, we say, I need help, Lord. I need you to do something. I, I need to know what to do in this situation. And then we either disobey him or we don't stay long enough to hear what he says. And then we get up and we do our own thing, my own thing. And I have to make my way in that. And my way's hard. It's hard. We blame a lot of stuff on the devil. No, it's me. It's me. I'm the one that made that decision. I'm the one that did that. I do, like Julie said this week when we started this fast, I do what I want to do. And I don't do what I don't want to do. Well, God, change that in me. Change that in me where I am willing to do what I don't want to do. When you spoke it to me, when you spoke to me, I want to be able to do the hard things when I don't know what's fixing to happen. Just I step out, you know, like Elder Robert was teaching in Sunday school, and God told him Wednesday night to just go stand beside Joshua. He didn't have a clue what was going to happen then, but he just went and stood by Josh. And then from that moment on, it just flowed. And all that is is a life of obedience. It's a life of obedience. When we live that life of obedience, God takes over. He takes over. When he speaks, he is going to perform his word as long as I stand on it. As long as I keep standing on it. As long as I don't waver from it. 
as long as I just keep standing there. You know, Ephesians says, when you've done all to stand, stand. That's what he says, when you've done all. And that means when you've done all, God, I don't know if I can make it anymore. I don't know if I can do this anymore, God. I don't know, God. I'm standing, God. I've been standing for a long time, God. When you've done all that you can do to stand, stand, stand. Hear the word of God and stand on it. When everything is coming against you. That's why we get firmly planted. Firmly. My feet are so rooted and grounded in this vision right here. Hey! There's been some big winds coming blowing in. It's not knocking me off of this vision. Because this is a God vision. Okay, y'all go sit down. I'm going to preach now. This is a God vision. Okay? A vision is not a good thought. I'm going to let y'all sit down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. A vision is not just a good thought that someone has. The first thing, I I believe that God is going to give us revelation today. He's going to give us revelation of the vision of Freedom Ministries. Because it is a revelation. This vision is a revelation. Because there's no way in my natural self that I can do it. There's no possible way. I tried to live in victory. (laughs) I didn't even know you could live in victory. I didn't know nothing about none of that. I just knew that I had some circumstances in my life and I behaved a certain way all my life. And that's just the way God made me. Poor me. Why did he make me like that? Hmm. No. That's all wrong. That was all twisted. God didn't make me that way. God made me pure. God made me in his image. Excuse me, I sucked in a lot of air just a minute ago. (laughs) Hallelujah. He didn't make me that way. I think at conception, the enemy, he, he puts a beeline on you right there. And he starts everything at that moment trying to destroy your life. He does. He tries from that moment right there. First, he tries to abort you through miscarriage or whatever. He tries to get rid of you. He tries from right there to start destroying your life. And he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That's what he comes to do. And so he marks us, and he, and he, he puts things in us. Like for me, y'all have heard, some of y'all have heard my core being, everything in me was fear. And I, when I got delivered from that fear, that spirit of fear, um, I, I couldn't speak in front of people. I could not. It wasn't that I didn't want to. I could not. I can remember being in the second grade and having to get up and read. Um, Dick ran with Jane across the, you know, that book you used to have to read, and we'd have to stand up and read 
and the book would be going like this because I was so afraid of people. I couldn't do it. All through school, I'm, mm-mm. I don't, I didn't stand up and talk in front of anybody. But now with my one or two little friends, you know, my, my little circle, I was the loudest one, the most obnoxious one. I, I was the center of attention, made sure all attention was on me. But you throw anyone else in the mix, and it shut me down. I could not speak to people. I found a house I wanted one time, and I do not live in that house today because... My husband said, well, go knock on that door and ask who owns that house. I couldn't do it. I'm talking about it made me sick. I could not go up to a stranger and say, um, who owns that house next door to you? Are y'all hearing me? I had a spirit of fear that came into me when I was in the crib. I was a little bitty in the crib. Whenever I received my deliverance that night, and it was right about right in here, this is a special place, right about right in here in this altar, the Holy Spirit took me back, and I saw myself in a crib, and things flying over the crib like baby bottles. My mom and dad's not here today. So, like baby bottles and hairbrushes and ball bats and things like that. Because <laughs> they were fighting over who was going to be in control. And that fear came in me that little and it just ruled everything in my life every aspect of my life it ruled it until I came here oh thank you Jesus thank you thank you Jesus I came here and I I fought everything about this ministry because it's not religion and I grew up in religion I grew up in religion, sitting on the front row since I was itty-bitty-bitty. My grandparents took me to church before my mom and dad. And I grew up in religion. And whenever I came out of that, I didn't want religion. I didn't like the organized religion. But when I came out of that and I came over here and there wasn't no religion, I was like, wait a minute. You got to do things this, you know. I didn't like it. That spirit in me didn't like it. Because that spirit knows when it gets around the real Jesus, it's fixing to come out cannot stay it cannot stay and so I kept coming and I kept coming and I kept hearing that you can live in a hundred percent victory a hundred percent of the time over a hundred percent of the enemy how how do you do that how does anybody live in victory a hundred percent of the time you mean you don't never mess up no I don't let them circumstances pull me down anymore. I don't let the circumstances pull me down. I still have circumstances. I have one circumstance that's been going on for a long time. A long time. But And, and I got a word from God and I say that word. Say that word. Stand on that word. Just like we just said a while ago. Stand on that word. That word and that word only. And I, if I start getting a little shaky again, I go to God and I say, God, I got to have a word. You see this circumstance, God, and God gives me another word. And I stand on that word. And I know that this circumstance is going to work out. I know it is. But I want to talk to y'all. The vision of Freedom Ministries is how to get free and how to teach someone else how to get free. I don't have to live in poverty. I don't have to live in sickness and constant 
sickness. Constant. Y'all, we know people who it's a constant thing. Always sick. Never come out of one before they're in another. Right? Same thing with our money. We can never come up and, and make ends meet before something else knocks us down. Something else tears up. Something else happens and takes my $20. That's a spirit. That's a spirit of poverty. A spirit of infirmity. Okay? Hallelujah. That's what that is. And I don't have to let that thing operate. I learned how to not let it operate. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. I want to just kind of quickly go over. Because it's hard for me to preach about this vision in a few minutes. Because <laughs> it's so wonderful. It, it literally saved my life. It literally saved my marriage. It literally saved both of my boys. Both of my boys is up here on the platform. Oh, my God. Both of them. Hallelujah. Whenever I really got a hold of this vision, I started seeing things change in my life. And, it, and I'm going to tell you, I was here about two years, two and a half years before I submitted. Maybe three before I submitted. But when I submitted to this vision, because it's not submitting to a man or a woman, has nothing to do with it. This is a vision given by God. It's a revelation brought by God. And whenever I submitted to this vision, I started seeing things change in my life. I started seeing things that I never thought ever would <laughs> never change. And they did. Because I hooked up, I submitted to the vision. And I learned that my whole Christian walk, the whole thing, hinges on submission. It's, it's, a, it's a walk of submission. That's what it is. And we say all the time that I'm submitted to God. I'm submitted to God. I submit my life to you. Lord, I surrender all and I give you my life. And then Johnny says, you need to do so and so. And we go, we ain't submitted. We ain't submitted to God. That's not submission. Did I, did I just make somebody mad? That's the truth. If I'm submitted to God, then I'm submitted to each other. I'm submitted to the governing authorities that he placed over me. I'm submitted to them. I say, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir. And I do whatever he asks of me. Whatever he asks of me. The first time Pastor Eileen asked me to teach, I threw up, I think, three times. I cried for three hours. I made Hunter and Biggin leave the house because I was freaking out. Um, and then I'll... 100 years. But anyway, he said, I've heard the cry of my people. And I've seen the oppression. But when I heard the cry, I got to send a deliverer now. When I heard them cry, I have to send the deliverer. And see, that's what we were talking about a while ago. We're at these altars and we're crying out to God. God, you see this situation. You see this circumstance. You see it. And I need you to do something. I need to hear from you. And so he sends Moses to go get him. So Moses goes to get him. And he, uh, the, the people have to be willing to accept 
what God has sent and what God has said do. Because it does not look like it's going to work. Pharaoh ain't never going to let us go. Just because you go tell him to. You know? So what God, the instructions that God gives usually don't really make much sense to, to us. I, I had never really had one. It either didn't make sense or it was something I really didn't want to do. I'm just to be honest with you. It was something I really didn't want to do or it didn't make much sense to me. Right? But the people then had to choose if they were going to get up and obey. And they did. They got up and they went. But you know out of two million, and that was only men, because they didn't count the women and children, but out of more than two million people, two, <laughs> two really grabbed a hold of that vision. Two. Two of them. Two. Out of all those people. Oh, my goodness. Turn to Numbers 14. Two people. Jesus. Numbers 14 and 24. Is that what it was? Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. See, I want us to see that something happens when we grab a hold of a vision. But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him and hath followed me fully. My servant Caleb had another spirit and he followed me fully. Him will I bring into the land wherein he went and his seed shall possess it. I think Elder Roberts said this morning that it's not just for me. There's more to this than just me. See, Caleb had the spirit of Moses on him. He had the spirit of the vision. He grabbed a hold of that vision because when everybody else said, we can't do it, we're grasshoppers in our own sight. They're giants over there. There's no way we can take this land. Caleb said, yes, we can. Yes, we can. God's done give us the land. All we got to do is go, go take it. That's all. So he had the vision. He grabbed a hold of that vision. And God said because he had the spirit of the vision on him, he was going to possess his land, and so was his children. Now, I'm going to grab a hold of it for my children. If I, can't, if I don't want to grab a hold of the vision for myself, I'm going to grab it for my kids so my kids can have their destiny, so my kids can come into the fullness of what God has for them I will definitely lay myself down for them, for them. And they're doing it. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. They're doing it. Hallelujah. It's just because I submitted to the vision. I submitted to the vision. And I started pulling that vision into me. Well, God, what do you mean? How do, I, how do I get free? How do I get free? I lay on that altar, and I pray, and I pray, and I pray. And when God or my leadership says, I see this, 
in you, I deal with it. I don't say, no, you don't. I don't act like that. I don't do that. I deal with it. And I let, I, I let God take that thing out of me. Take that, that fear out of me. You know that I was afraid to get rid of the fear? I was afraid to let that thing go because it had been with me my entire life. I was comfortable with it. And I didn't have to do anything that I didn't really want to do because I was afraid and I could just pull back, you know. And that's just me. That's just my personality. Mm-mm. No. That's not the way God made me. So we have to get a hold of God and we have to hear Him and then we have to be willing to obey Him. Willing to obey Him. Willing to obey Him. Because sometimes, y'all, when I'm trying to come out of poverty, when I'm trying to come out of a spirit of poverty and I don't have enough, I don't have enough. Don't you see, God? I don't have enough to give. God says, give some more. That's what he says. I'm praying, you know, God, you got to do something in these finances. Lord, you see, I don't have enough to pay my light bill. I don't have enough to do this. He says, give. Give. That makes no sense. I'm going to have less if I give. And I'm not going to be able to pay my water bill now. Right? But I have to be willing to step out in the faith. That's when faith really kicks in. When I step out and say, okay, God, you can have this. It's not enough to pay my light bill. So, you, you know, you said you wanted it. You can have it. And just give it. We learned a few years ago that if it's not enough to meet the need, it's seed. It is seed. I can sow it into God, and he's going to do something. But I have to be willing to let him have the little bit that I've got so that he can change it. It's the same way with sickness. If I'm sick, if, if there's something wrong, you know, and, I, and I've come to God and I've asked him to do something with my body, do something with this sickness, and God says, okay, give up sugar. <laughs> I ain't got nothing to do with my, my toe hurting. Give up sugar. I got to give up sugar. I got to be willing to do that, to step out in faith. And then when I do that, then God does something. It's the same with every single circumstance in our life, every single one of them. No circumstance is any different. The way out is no different than any of them. I come to God and I ask him, and he speaks, and then I have to obey what he says. I must obey what he says. And the great thing about it, y'all, and I really want you to get this, if we, if we grab a hold of this vision, then the spirit of the vision comes upon me, and the spirit of the vision starts doing it. It starts doing it in my life. I start seeing my relationship. I have seen my relationship with my husband change completely completely my relationship with my boys has changed completely no longer do I control them ah, that's a huge one no longer do I control them I now have a right relationship with them because I laid that on the altar and I heard God say something and I got up and I did what he said do and it was scary 
It was scary. But I had submitted to the vision. I knew that's what the vision was here. I knew that that was the vision. To grab a hold of God and then obey what he says. And you will come out every single time. Every single time you will come out of whatever your situation is. It doesn't matter what your situation is. If you're addicted to something, it's the same thing. It's the same purpose. It's the same. We do the same thing. Find out why you're addicted. First of all, find out why you're addicted. Because God said in Hebrews, be careful that a root of bitterness does not spring up in you and defile many. So there's a root in me that causes me to be drawn to this or be drawn to that or be drawn to this kind of person. There's a root in me that, that causes me to always run swiftly to violence. There's a root in there. If I can't overcome that thing, there's a root in there. And so I get, I get a hold of God and I find out why. Where did that thing enter me? Where did it come in me at? That's what I did about the fear. Where did that fear come in me at, God? I don't want to be afraid. I want to be able to do what you called me to do. I want to be able to stand and, and do what you said do, but I'm afraid and I don't want to be afraid. Where did the fear come in, God? And he showed me that. And it didn't really make a whole lot of sense. I don't have a conscious memory of that. But I still had to, at that moment, say, God, it scared me to death when my mom and daddy was fighting and they didn't care nothing about me. And they would I had to do all that, get all that out of me. And when I did, God took that fear out. And y'all, I'm telling you, that come from way down deep in me, way down deep in me. And when that thing come out, it was like, oh, wow, oh, my God, I can see now. But it wasn't but just a few weeks later that pastor asked me to preach one Wednesday night. She called me at 3 o'clock on Wednesday, asked me to preach Wednesday night. <laughs> what did I feel? You think I didn't feel any fear? No, I felt fear. I immediately felt fear. And I could have, I could have stayed at the house and was no, like, yeah, I, real, I for real am sick. And stayed there and that thing would have been right back in me and it would have been seven times worse than it was. But I had to overcome it. I had to overcome that. And so I had to get up here with my knees knocking, scared half to death, and press that thing anyway. And I came out. I came out of it. I overcame the fear. I still feel it from time to time, but I recognize it. Mm-mm, buddy, you ain't. Mm-mm. I know who you are, and you ain't going to stop me. No. And so we have to just go on. I haven't preached before you in a long time. It's been a long time. I teach Sunday school, but that's different. It's different. So when they ask me to do this, I'm like, mm. you know, so you feel that nervousness and that, you know, that apprehension and that anxiety again. And, ah. But you just have to get up and do it. You have to get up and overcome. Revelations 2 and Revelations 3. I would ask y'all to read that this week. It'll give you a little homework. Read Revelations 2 and Revelations 3, and it talks about what happens when you overcome. Well, what do we overcome? All this stuff in us. All this stuff in our land. This is my land, and it can be flowing with milk and honey, but I have to get all of those Canaanites and Hittites and Hivites out of it. That's anger. 
and rebellion and perversion. That's what all that is. I have to get all that stuff out. And when I do, I can have that land flowing with milk and honey. I will possess it, and my children will possess it. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Um, thank you, Jesus. I just went on all over, past everything. When we submit to the vision, when we submit to the vision, that means we're actually, we start doing it. When we don't really even understand it anymore. We don't understand it, but we still just do it anyway. You know, um, what I did was we were up here in prayer, and, and um, boy, you, you hear how we pray. That's how we pray. Well, that ain't how I prayed. I prayed like this. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. That's how I prayed. But when I came in here, I, I had to submit. When I submitted to this prayer, I thought, well, I'm going to just do what they do. I'm just going to do it. And so I did. That's what I started doing. I just started doing what they did. And they said Shondo, and I said Shondo. And they said, oh, and I said, oh. I didn't feel nothing, but I did it. I was submitting to the vision, submitting to it. And up here in the service, and we're going, press it. Hey, I started doing it, pressing it. Press it, press it, press what? What we press it. I mean, for real. I'm just take the mask off. What are we pressing? <laughs> how do you press it? That's how you press it. Hallelujah. And we do that and we're pressing through. We're pressing through myself mostly. Mostly I'm pressing through my mind, trying to get my mind to calm down and shut up so I can get a hold of God. Hey. Because that's my goal is to get a hold of God. And he ain't withholding himself from me. He's not. But I got to press through me to get a hold of him. And that is, I, I, have to, I do that every day. Every day. Not just Sunday morning. Every day. Till my spirit connects with him, as Pastor Cindy just said. When my spirit connects with him, then he can show me stuff. He can speak to me then. He can tell me what I need to do and how I need to come out of this. That's the vision. That right there is the vision. That's how you do the vision of Freedom Ministries. That's how you do it. <laughs> you don't always have to go, ah, and make that face, you know. But I, I do. That's how I do that's why I pray in my car at 3 o'clock in the morning. He said, why can't you just pray in the house? I'm like, because I'm going to wake you and the dog up. You know, I don't pray quiet. I don't pray like that anymore. But I've seen results. I've, I've seen results in my life. Oh, my goodness, I've seen so many things happen 
so many things change in my life because I don't care no more. I don't care. I got to get a, I'm, I want to be just like David. I got to get a hold of you, God. I don't care what kind of laws I break. I got to get a hold of you. I got to hear you speak to me about what to do, and I will obey you. Amen. Amen, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Cupcake is agreeing with me. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. I love it, these babies raised up in this. I love it when they come in here in prayer and we get to go and doing some warfare, and then babies is going, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, yes, hook up, baby, hook up. Raised up in this vision. Powerful little warriors. Yes, they are. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But if I will submit to this vision, if I submit, do, is the vision clear? Because Habakkuk 2.2 says, write the vision and make it plain so that he that sees it can run. Run. Hallelujah. So when I see a vision, I, if I don't grab a hold of this vision, then I'm I am in rebellion if I don't grab a hold of it. I am because this is from God. This is what God wants in Freedom Ministries. And guess what, y'all? He's not only leaving it in Freedom Ministries. Right now, he's releasing it in Africa. And he's released it in Honduras. And he's released it in all these, Chicago. He's releasing it in other places. Hallelujah. And Hamburg, because I did want to say that because Freedom 3 and Freedom 2 is part of Freedom 1, and it's the same vision. It's the same vision. The same one. We all come up under this one vision, and we grab a hold of this one vision. And when I do, the spirit of that vision comes on me. And that's what does the work. That's what does it. The spirit of the vision is what does the work. And all I do is yield myself. That is all. I just yield myself to the Spirit and let the Spirit do and let the Spirit work. Amen. And when I do that, my children will possess their land. That means they're going to be delivered. Ah! Hallelujah. That means they're going to fulfill their destiny. Hallelujah. My kids are going to fulfill their destiny. Thank you, Jesus. That's a promise. I can hold on to that. He said, if I, if I will grab a hold, then I'm going to possess the land, and so are my kids. Amen. Amen. So now I want to just say, if there's any of you here that really want the spirit of this vision to come upon you, that you really want to submit yourself to this vision, it's going to change everything in your life. It's going to change everything. But you have to be willing to let it change everything. If, you're, if you want that, if you want to have this, this vision imparted into you, I invite you to come up to these altars, and we're going to pray with you.
And I know that the spirit of this vision is going to come up on you. 